If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We're grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. And teachers, you especially do this one. So (laughs) I'm wondering, Colleen, how you have ever uh, tricked a kid into learning. <laughs> you know, someone who just really didn't want to learn anything and you somehow got them. Okay. I either, and I, and I, when I coach teachers, I tell them to do this. You either put them in charge of something, you find oh, out. Yeah. I just like, just the other day I was in a classroom. I'm like, you need to put that boy in charge of something because <laughs> that is how he will focus. <laughs> um, so put them in charge, um, create either the hook or um, building the prior knowledge around something that you know that that child is interested in that mm-hmm. you can then, you know, hook the, the whole class into, but know that they're going to jump in or um, make it into a game that you think will interest that student. I don't know. I could talk about manipulatives mm-hmm. too. So like make it, make it more hands yeah, on, awesome. you know, like there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of ways to engage. Yeah. As a middle school language arts teacher, I always had students who didn't want to do poetry. And this one's Mm -hmm, poetry related, mm -hmm. right? Boys Um, don't, my boys never liked poetry, Jill. Like I always, especially in middle school, like it was a struggle, middle school boys and poetry. That was hard. And you said to them, let me pull out my old notebooks, sons. I want to show you all the poetry I wrote as a kid. That really motivated them. I am certain. Yeah. Okay, so I was reminded recently by one of our listeners, Brenda Sack. She teaches middle school science and theology um, at Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And um, she caught me and said, hey, I did that thing that you did years ago at a PD session. And it worked again. I hadn't, mm. you know, I hadn't pulled this out in a while. And it reminded me this is a pretty good idea. So when you have students doing nonfiction reading... And we'll get to kind of the trick here in a second. But students are reading something nonfiction. Maybe it's a couple pages of a passage of whatever. It could be any subject area. And you're asking them to highlight or underline what's important. So they're reading on their own. You're telling them to, they're building the skill of starting to point out for themselves what are they supposed to remember. So this could be fifth graders. This could be college students or like our example, I did this with some PD sessions. And so... um, 
Brenda's example was a couple page passage from the theology textbook. And so the students were, you know, highlighting what was important. Um, she actually did it a different way than what I'm about to describe, but I'm going to stay with the same example and then tell you how she modified. So once the students have done their highlighting or their underlining, you pause there. Now, the skill you're trying to build is can a student summarize or make sense of the most important parts? Like that's what we're trying to do here. But instead of asking students to write a summary paragraph or share out loud what they learned, you're actually going to make them write a poem only using the words or phrases that they have underlined or highlighted. So this is awesome in a PD mm-hmm. session. So you give someone, you know, a research article or something, and you just say, highlight, underline, anything that's important. We'll circle back in a few minutes. And so now, you know, people are highlighting what they've got, or again, students are highlighting what they need. And then you say, okay, you can only use those words. This is free verse poetry. You don't have to worry about rhythm, rhyme, whatever. Like just using that, make them into stanzas, make them into a poem. And it's fun with kids and it's fun with adults. So um, she circled back and said, so here's her rendition of that. She took that idea um, with her students, but she did it as blackout poetry. So the strategy I would call found poetry because you're finding words and using them in a poem. She's using blackout poetry, which I don't I don't hate it. But what's hard with blackout is that you're you're blacking out all the words and phrases you're not going to use. And you might be making a box around or just keeping the words that you're going to use. And so you actually just turn it in like that. So it looks like a page of writing where most of it's blacked out. But the words that are left become the poem. What I don't like about that is if you're really, truly reading a nonfiction piece, there might be other stuff you needed in there, and now you've blacked it all out and can't see it. So if you're using it as a nonfiction strategy, I prefer my own method, which is the highlighting and underline. But the blackout looks cool, and kids like it. I was going to say, that's a good visual. I mean, kind of a fun thing. It It is a fun visual. But, you know, we've used both both ways, but the but the whole goal here is that you're hitting your objective about summarizing nonfiction. And then again, here's the trick. You just tricked your kids into doing poetry, probably in theology class or science class or some other class, because they have to make decisions about, is that a new stanza? Is, is there rhythm to this? Does, you know, which words am I going to use? And so now you're showing them at the end, like, hey, you actually made a poem. So... Um, I kind of like tricking kids into doing poetry and then saying, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And that idea of a found poem, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did found poems. So that like that resonates Mm -hmm. with me. I never did blackout poetry, but found poetry I did. And that to, to tell kids, you know, just, Hey, write down as you're, as you're riding around town, you're looking at billboards, you're looking at, you know, or you hear an interesting word on the radio or a phrase jumps out at you, or you're watching TV and you know, something pops up on the screen, just like, do a collection of words, write down a collection of words. Mm -hmm. And then when they, you know, come back with their collections of words, then, you know, create something out of it. That's really fun. Yeah. I love that. We, um, I remember the, the biggest moment I did with the largest group of teachers, we have hundreds of teachers in the room in our diocese in the diocese of Grand Rapids. And as the curriculum director, assistant superintendent, I was ready to hand them the final draft of the curriculum for all the subject areas. And I wasn't sure if they're going to go back and read it, to be honest, you know, cause they're like, Oh, whatever. I worked on this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to read it. So I just gave them the first couple pages, the intro pages. And I said, underline and highlight whatever seems important or something you really remember working on. And so they did that. And then they all made found poems out of it, which actually would have been a better intro. I said, oh, my goodness, your poem is better than the four pages of writing because the poem really got to the point of it. So it's super fun to read those out loud because I was hearing our work echo back to us in a more creative voice. 
But you can do it with any nonfiction, any fiction too, but nonfiction, especially because you're trying to pull out the important, you know, the, the short version of the long winded, whatever it is. I want to do this with history. You know how, because yeah, I'm telling you, like, think about, I don't know if you remember when, when you were a kid and you had to like read the chapter for history tonight for mm-hmm. homework, you're going to read this chapter, like the worst thing ever. I don't, I'm not sure I learned anything in history in my young life. Like I, re- I learned how to find answers yeah. to questions because there was like four or five questions at the end of the section. You yes. had to go find the answer. Find the, I hated so that. For the answer. But if you, if you're doing it this way and just like pull out, pull out the interesting names, phrases, pull out numbers, like let's put that all together and mm-hmm. just create a snapshot of what it is that we're supposed to be talking about here, which is you would remember that I would remember that. And way easier to grade because now you're looking at, do they put the right date with the right person with mm. the right concept? And that stanza of a poem as opposed to a write a paragraph summary of this section mm-hmm. or whatever, which they're not going to grab at all because they're all jumbled up with other words. Oh, and, and then to- so photocopy those pages. I know it's hard though, because they have textbooks that you probably can't write in, but <laughs> think about, can you online annotate those pages? Can you photocopy those couple pages? It really shakes up the book. So do your, do your questions at the end of the chapter, but don't do it every time. Try, you know, yeah, try but to different. read these out loud too. And that would like, how cool would that be? Yeah. Create a poetry lounge out of it. Yeah. I love this. Awesome. Great idea. I did too. Thank you, Brenda Sack, for Uh the reminder that we did this and for keeping up that idea. There's the bell. Here we go. Back to class. Thanks for the energy boost. (laughs) Back to class. We love exploring your ideas, affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming. And remind us when you did something that you uh, brought back out after a while. We would love to do an episode on it. Uh, So tune in next time where we'll talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. See you next time.